Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. That's a good studio. When you have to push the fucking printer paper tray out of the way every time you record something, it's a good studio. You think fucking Marin does that every time he sits down? It's like, well, let me push the fucking printer out of the way in my studio. I'm Mark Marin. <laughs> Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. Welcome back to Rose Buddies. Griffin intentionally waited to open his beverage until after we started recording. It wasn't intentional. I was doing fucking production work. You think Marin does that shit too? No. He's got folks for it, probably. He might do it himself, actually. What did you didn't was the noise so loud you didn't I thought you specifically waited to pop the top because you wanted to discuss Incorporate it in the bit. Oh, yeah. What what, this used to be a thing, huh? Back in the day, I'm drinking hey, a. What you drinking? Drinking an Austin's East Ciders. They got a new seasonal cider. I haven't really liked any of their ciders other than the Ridge. It's an Austin local cider brewery, and it's fucking great. Uh, but this one's blood orange flavored, and it's really doing it for it's me. It's very tasty. Um, hi, folks. Welcome to Rose Buddies. Uh, Want to mention programming note? I'm recording with a new microphone and a new soundboard setup. And so, if it sounds great, thank you for all your donations to the Max Fun Drive. It sound, if it sounds bad, um, we'll figure it out. I guess. We'll get it right next time. It should sound pretty fucking crisp, though. Call me fucking Crispin Glover of how crisp these... Pl- I wish you could hear this monitor, babe. So it's just dripping gonna, with honey. Am I going to sound better or just you? Um, <laughs> Griffin. You've always sounded better because you're rocking that ear trumpet labs microphone. And that shit is some high quality stuff. And a very, very sweet gift that was given to us. I think they're both condenser microphones now. So we'll be like on par. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you all for your donations. I really did go out and spend a bunch of money updating all my shit. Um, so thank you all for that. And thank you all for watching another dirt show with us that we pulled up from the dirt like one would pull a fucking carrot out of the ground. But it's not sweet and juicy like a carrot, is it? No, it's just more dirt. It- you should be grateful, though, because... Oh, my God. Originally, Griffin and I were going to do Singled Out. And we watched about five minutes of an episode that you can find on YouTube. It's we, the, we tried to find a Jenny McCarthy free episode, by the way. And those like, do not. They went the fucking ABC route where they're like, all right, people saw it. Delete it. Erase it. It's the only full um, full episode on YouTube that we could find. And we could not. We could not even make it 10 minutes in. I'm wondering if my dude, Chris Hardwick, was like, we must. We have to. I'm on all the TV shows. We got to get singled out. Not that he was doing bad work. He was far from the, the the main offender in the program singled out. Although, did you notice he had like kind of an accent? I don't know if it was like a legit accent or if it was like a put on like, I'm hosting an MTV show in the 90s and so I need to be a little bit more edgy. I used to think he was British. Oh, shit. I used to think he was a British person. That's buck wild. We did that. We tried that. And we were like, we literally can't. Couldn't guys, do it. y'all, it was literally like fucking... Um, uh, what did what did Jenny McCarthy say? There was a, a a Hispanic dude who like came up and like got eliminated, and she said something like, "Really fucking." There was, a, there was a, also a scene where the challenge was to feed the uh the woman Chinese oh food. God, and it was literally playing like like a gong. It was super fucking super and so then super we bad. Thought, you know what we should watch? We should watch Blind Date. A blind date was no spring chicken. Also terrible. Really bad. I didn't remember how like fast and fucking too furious Tokyo Drift those little 
um, those those little uh, graphics popped up, but it was nonstop, and it was also just like, I'm a guy, and that means I don't want to have a baby a hundred fucking times in the first two minutes. We also turned on for, no joke, 21 seconds, eliminate, and I looked at you because you suggested eliminate, like, how could you do this to me? Maybe it was a particularly problematic episode of Eliminate, but sweet Jesus Christ, baby in heaven, it was bad stuff. Some some of you listening are thinking, oh, that'd be so fun, though. Like, it would be so funny to listen to you guys watch that. It's Except that we make everybody else listen, watch it, too. And that's... Well, that and also, if we genuinely hate something... It's not going to be funny to listen. No, to I us. don't think. I don't think so. As as a good piece of evidence, I would put forth the last episode of Rose Buddies, which was a bummer to edit. It um, does explain, though, why I was so insecure as a teen in the nineties. Oh, because everything is so sex heavy in those shows, and and not in a good way. Not like sex positive. No. It, it's like. It's just beats you over the fucking head with like, it. Like some people are attractive and some people are not, and the people that are attractive deserve to have sex, and the people that are not attractive uh, should be made fun of for their lack of sexiness. Bad stuff. Bad it's stuff awful. all around. Um, and also, like in in the case of uh, uh, singled out, like pretty mad racist in the little ten minute cross section yeah, we watched. The energy on that show. The awful. energy was tough. Good. Good concept for a show. I'd never watched it when it was like originally out. I started to make a point at the end of the last episode, and I completely went off the fucking rails because we started talking about singled out and got confused. Um, but we I was couldn't say just okay. So the the singled out, the very first category that the fifty single men chose from was dumb and dumber. And if they selected themselves as dumber, oh, yeah. they got eliminated. And literally forty five men walked off stage. <laughs> And so there were five. This, this section's supposed to go a few rounds until they get down to I think five to eight contestants remaining. And there's so there's six categories, and you're supposed to like guess whose style, pair the list down. But like forty five out of fifty dudes are like, yeah, I'm fucking mad, stupid. Bye, <laughs> bye. I'm gonna walk in front of you. Yeah, and that's around when Griffin and I decided this is not going to work for us. No, you're right. I'm really fucking stupid. I should leave. So you know what we watched instead? <laughs> we watched God. Dating in the Dark. Out of the frying pan and into a, just like a slightly less hot frying Can pan. Can I tell you, though, I really enjoyed watching it. Um, yes. I I I think coming off of three failed That's attempts true. at watching '90s shows, I got all excited because we were watching you know those fucking good good one eight hundred collect commercials, and I was I think I could have really enjoyed that flavor, and we didn't. The this was what uh, mid aughts. That was a bad time for pretty much fucking all of us. Actually, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Christ, it was four by three. What channel was still making four by three fucking content back then? I don't know what you mean. What does that mean? The aspect ratio was four by three. Oh. Everything had gone widescreen. Jesus, that's horrifying. What like pirate radio station was broadcasting this dating, dating in the, the dark, dark was t- on ABC? I know. That's what I'm saying. It was letter by. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> Griffin. This show is about people. In the- it was letterbox. It wasn't letterbox. It was of it- all the things to complain about. I was just confused by it. In this show, people date, but they can't see each other. <coughs> In this show, people date, but they can... Sorry, I took a big drag of my weed cigarette. Um, That's not true. Child child Protective Services. Not true. What am I? The dad from Poltergeist? No. In this show, people date, but they can't see each other. I had an alternate title for the show. Do you want to hear the alternate title? Yes. 
You don't want to hear If you don't want to hear the alternate <laughs> title, we don't have to do this joke. It, it better be good. That's all I'm saying. You know how there's a show called The Voice? Yes. And then there was a very briefly lived show that you and I watched and enjoyed. It's called The Taste. Uh-huh. This show could just be called The Touch. Oh, and that fucking new mic, dude. The Touch. Oh, my God. I gave myself asthma. The touch, or potentially the the te- the smell, but not the sight. And then there there could be another show just called The Sight, and it's just two people stare at each other for a half hour without talking, or yeah, no no other senses can be used. And then eventually, all five shows, which by the way, I would love to know what the scent is, what that show looks like. They get together for one super competition, the likes of which this world has never seen. Uh, can your new fancy mic can it pick up my eye rolls? It actually can detect like the juiciness, <laughs> like the the tears going back up into your eyes as the, yeah, the touch. Okay, you don't like that? No, uh, you wouldn't. I would watch this show if this if ABC coming this fall on ABC, the touch. I would watch that for, before I watch Dating in the Dark. The touch, the scent, the scent of a person. You know that's like the the theme song for Cotton. What, oh, the touch, the feel of cotton? Yeah. The feel. The feel is good, too. Yeah. Can we, um, can I get going? I would love to. Okay. We also had many different nationalities to choose from, from this show. That's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. So this show has been on in 18 different countries. What? Yes. It's a good idea for a show. It's not 18 countries syndication good. Australia, Brazil, Chile, China, Colombia, France, Finland, Romania, Germany, Serbia, Israel, Slovenia, Italy, Turkey, Netherlands, UK, Norway, United States. Um, well done, whoever all, made Dating in the Dark. You've done it. All of them started around 2009. It was like one... Jesus. I don't know who set off the dominoes, but once somebody... Aired the show every. It took off, yeah. They had a United Nations meeting. Everyone said, "Let's bring world peace. Let's have dating in the dark in our country too." The only I don't when people talk about the Illuminati, I'm usually like, oh, "Come on!" <laughs> but this this shit, like, you didn't want to wait one season in one country to see like if it popped off. So it is still on in the UK, but in the United States, it was only 2009 to 2010. It's on and popping in the UK. We should we watched a US episode and a UK episode, which. The latter, we didn't take a bunch of notes on. We mostly watched it for tone, but sweet Jesus, is it popping off in the UK? Yeah. Um, you want to talk about that US episode we watched, though? Yes. So the premise is three women, three men, one house. Uh, I know you're thinking Terrace House. No, not <laughs> oh, at all. God. Not at all. There's not a Japanese version of this show, right? Did you say Japan in that list? No. Um. So, Do you the- think for Terrace House, they're like... They were making this show, and they were like, what if we just let all the lights be on? <laughs> and it, it lasted a year. <laughs> it's pretty uh, pretty easy producing there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The guy went to turn off the light, and they're like, no, no, no. No. Don't, what if we, hey, I, I know we're, uh, we've got this ball at the 99-yard line. I know flipping the switch, we're going to get there. But what if we just didn't and like put our own little fun twist on it? That's what the... Um the Japanese style room used to be. Uh huh. The dark room. They yeah. t- they they put a what a tatami mat. I think is what it's called down and just said this is where married couples sleep. So yes, the three women stay on one side of the house. The three men stay on the other side of the house. They don't get to see each other. 
Uh, and the very first time they all interact is in a dark room. And then from that first interaction, they start picking out who they want to go on a date with. But every date, every interaction is in the dark until the very end. Can I make a suggestion? Yes. For this episode of Rose Buddies? Oh, are you going to suggest we do this in the dark? Okay. I can't, you're- I can't, turn, my, I can't turn my computer. I have to keep an eye on those levels. Pretty good though, right? I could blindfold you. I wouldn't be able to see my notes. In fact, I probably won't be able to see my <laughs> notes now. Okay. All right. So here's our three women. We have uh, Kayla, Khalil, and Suzanne. Uh, Kayla is 23. Khalil is 27. Suzanne is 24. I did not write down their occupations. It doesn't matter. I don't think we... Did we get them? Yeah, because remember did. Khalil is like a VIP host? Yes. Um, I don't remember. Don't remember the other two's yeah. uh, vocations. Um, I, I this, this show opened up on Harrison is the Harrison boy. Harrison is 25. He's 25. It, this show opens up with a very close zoom on his fucking toes. He's sticking out of his sandals. <laughs> hated it. And he's wearing jeans with sandals, which like... <sighs> Whatever, I bet you've done that. Yeah, when I'm going out to the fucking car to like get something out of the car, but not it's not it's not a great anyway. I don't want to open up my TV show experience with like look at these piggies, look at these <laughs> little piggies just run into the market. The other two guys are Sean and Ray, both 26 because they're twins, as all 26 year olds are. Well, <laughs> twins. They um, I don't think they're identical. They didn't look exactly alike to me. Well, that's because one of them had a little uh, landing strip. Up on up on their chin. Oh, why did you have to a use little push that? Broom. What a oh. landing strip! There's nothing even remotely sexual about that. That's that could exactly be sexual. If a, person, a vagina is coming in for a landing, what? Or a penis? Or a penis? Yeah, if the genitals could land on his face. That's not okay. That one wasn't on me. That one was a hundred percent Rachel's. Like. You you you're the one who drew that mental image. What I said was completely. I can't be the only one that has that thought. That has had the thought of genitals landing. Genitals have never landed. That noun has never done that verb ever, ever. (laughs) Uh, I think this show. I think I'm watching all these nasty dirt shows. Okay. Uh, And there is a host. The host is. uh, Do you remember? How to say his name? Waywo Mabimbleback. It's Rossi Morial. Okay. Um, and he comes out. And um, one thing I'll say before we, we get started is that when they're introducing some of the contestants, for some reason, select... <laughs> Select people get like weird obituary photos flashed on the screen. And they just like, hey, what's up? My name is Spencer and I'm 26. I'm from the I feel like Suzanne got one. Uh, I'm Suzanne. I teach my Bible study class at church. I'd like to be a teacher. And like the whole time they're talking, it's just a fucking static image of them like sitting in front of a bush and smiling like you would have posted up next to the coffin at your own funeral. It was really fucking weird. Yeah. Like just show me them talking like eight second long static images. I thought something was wrong with our video i thought so too i was like the audio is still going but i'm frozen on this weird picture the first date as i mentioned is uh three on three in the dark room uh you mean it sounds so competitive although i guess it is (laughs) yeah all of they're sitting in chairs facing each other uh and they all introduce themselves 
Uh, Harrison speaks of his love for the beach. Uh, Sean talks about how he is an outdoor enthusiast. Just the most. Just the most. Doesn't one of them say they love animals? That is Ray. Ray says he loves animals. I'm an animal lover. And At which point Kayla gets very excited. <laughs> I also, I too love animals. Don't all, like, doesn't everybody more or less? Kayla was so excited as if, like, finally I have found someone that also loves animals. I think it also, I think it goes from, like, the scale of animal love goes from, like, at the bottom is, like, um, you know, awful, awful people who actually hate animals. And that's a very small collective, I imagine. And then there's most of us up around, like, the 90 out of 100 mark that's just like, yeah, I fucking love animals. Like, I see a picture of a capybara on my Facebook wall, and I'll stop for that shit. And then also a very small number of people at that 100 out of 100 mark, which is like, I live to serve animals. I live to serve animals. My cat gave me that trichodecophobia or whatever the fuck that cats can give you where they get the worms in your brains and I actually live to serve my cat. I <laughs> I love animal. Mine. The one that controls me from the inside out <laughs> with the brain worms. I love the brain worms too. They're animals too. Uh, so Kayla, so remember this is like 2009, 2010. Kayla says she's a vegan and nobody really knows what that is. <laughs> Vagin? Say it again. Vagin. Um... Because later Khalil says she's a vegetarian, and they're like, "Oh man, we got two. And she's like, "No, no, 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 <laughs> no, different. different. They're different ones. Different thing." Um, after the guys are debriefing, and Harrison's like, "Man, I'm gonna have to buy you organic milk." I, mean, like, I, I, I don't want to date either of these girls. I'll have to buy them organic milk, and it's like, like Harrison, "Oh, buddy, that's not how that's not how it works. That's not how this works." Uh, so they're all kind of talking about themselves. Um, one of them says. There. Can we talk about their fetish? We may be skipping ahead a little bit. Oh, we are skipping ahead. Okay. Can we wait on that? We'll get there. Okay. Um, Suzanne says, being a girl, comma, I talk, comma. Uh, she does. She does talk a lot. <laughs> she ended her sentence with a comma. Uh, no, she didn't. I realized my notes cut off. There. Yeah, this this there was a lot of um, there was a lot of just uh openly sexist stuff that happened on this show, and a lot of it was um. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was all not great. Um, but Suzanne did talk quite a bit, like, and it was sort of yeah. her character. And but I'm not saying like, ugh, women they talk so much, but like she talked so much that it seemed like nobody that she was like hanging out with could get a word in edgewise. Yeah, she just never asked any questions. She just would just go on these monologues. I don't think she was talkative. I mean, she was, but that the bigger problem is that she was just seemed kind of rude, maybe a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. She was a real decoy for the guys because I think there was a lot about her that presented as like very easygoing and like down to earth, but they could never. They which could never she also connect. said she had ADD, which mm-hmm. like I don't know if she was. I don't know if she said she was like diagnosed with it or whatever. A lot of people say that yeah. um, offhanded when it's like an actual like you know very yeah. serious thing. Um, so uh, they leave that first interaction, and Kayla uh, likes Ray because of the animals. Little, you know? did, little did she I'm going to put in a teaser trailer here, because this mic gives me that like nice trailer voice. Little did she know the betrayal. How does Ray really feel about animals? We'll find out in tomorrow's episode of First Dates, starring Drew Barrymore, 
Apologies, by the way, to everybody who watched this episode of First oh, Dates. God, oh, my so God. Bad. In heaven. Every single couple was a disappointment. A fucking shit show, including the one dude. This woman went on a date with a dude, and she was like, yeah, I don't really, I have a hard time trusting dudes, because, like, usually they're married, and so it doesn't work out. And then, like, there's this whole drama, because this dude was on the phone right before the date began, but they picked it up at the microphones. He's like, yeah, babe, don't worry. I'll be home soon. I'll be home soon. And they confronted him about it. He's like, this is too personal. I didn't agree to do this. I'm going to walk out. And the woman was basically just like raised her arms like, well, <laughs> I, I told you. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that episode was real rough. Was real, real rough. Um, okay, so back to back to Dating in the Dark. Um, the women all like Harrison right away. Um, and when it comes time to uh, send invitations, so this is the next step. So the men and women each send invitations to the person they want to have a one-on-one date with. To touch. To touch. They call them touch they call them touchograms. Well, it's on the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the computer. It's called the Touchogram five thousand. Oh yeah? Yeah, that was the original name for the Mac. What else does it do? Um it's let me think. Besides it sends invitations sends for the... somebody else to touch them. And then uh Jezball. Did you ever play Jezball? No. Ski Free was on there. No. Ski free? I don't know what that is. Where the Yeti chases you down at the end, and you go skiing down the hill, and you got to slalom for points. Jazz ball? Did I say? I said jazz what ball. What is jazz ball? It's where the ball bounces around, but you got to get around it to make little blocks. Oh, Griffin! I think those are the only three things. It sends invitations to be touched and to touch, and jazz ball and ski free. Those are the three applications on it. Okay. Um, and Netscape Navigator. Netscape, and then the um, the After Dark toaster. Screensaver? Yeah, it was, yeah. What? Where the toasters fly across the screen? Oh, I love that one. I love to watch the pipes go all around. They're different colors. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. I used to work at the library in my high school, middle school, and I didn't work there. I just I worked was... at the library in my middle school. Oh, was it because you were also really lonely? <laughs> And I would just watch because there would be like a row of eight computers and I'd just watch the little pipes screensaver go across all of them simultaneously. And I'd imagine that the pipes were my friends. Griffin. I'd imagine that the, I could follow the pipes through the sewers and I would come out in Narnia where all my friends were. That's some mixed metaphors there. Oh, man. Um, so the first date is Harrison and Suzanne. Um, and this is when we find out that Harrison is a bouncer and waiter. And Suzanne is a Sunday school teacher. Uh, and then Suzanne talks a lot about how she is a good listener. <laughs> it's not, it's really, it's kind of comical. Uh, Kayla and Ray go out. And um, this is where Kayla says the thing that you wanted to spoil earlier. <laughs> she says she gets really turned on by this, like, totally normal thing. Um, but she really, really like gets totally torqued when guys wear deodorant. Oh man! I said it, and I thought I was gonna laugh because of how funny it is, <laughs> but it actually bummed me out this time. When I watched it on TV, I was like, <laughs> "Funny!" But now I'm thinking about it, and it's like, "Oh man, what happened?" That's yeah, not so. Good. Her bar seems kind of low to me. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's so she, reasonable. She did say that she was vegan, and I'm not saying vegan people stink, but I am saying some of that, some of that vegan deodorant stuff is laughably ineffective 
I borrowed yeah. some of uh, I borrowed some when me when I was living toms? in Chicago. Uh, I borrowed some of Evan's Tom's deodorant mm-hmm. and I put it on about 9.15 a.m. And yeah. by about like 9.36, I was on a train. And I was like, what fucking stinks? It's me already, <laughs> Thomas. Thomas, you've done me dirty. I did the same thing. I bought that Tom's feeling like I'm doing so good for myself and for the country. Uh, no. It doesn't last long enough for me. Tom's the only one that gets the last laugh in that arrangement. Yeah. Tom's the only one living fresh using his pop. Like you know what I've always wanted to use are those stones. Oh, babe! You know there's this like stones you can put up in there. Why did you bring that up? Because I'm gonna decry it, and then we're gonna have 20 people in the Facebook group like posting slow mo videos of them rubbing stones on their on their <laughs> armpits and stuff. My thought is because I can't imagine the stone has a lasting impact because it's you, a fucking stone. Is you have to wear the stone in a little hammock under your arm. Oh, you just wear the stones all day. An arm hammock. Yeah. And you just, you like wear those hammocks 24 hours a day and you put new stones in them every day. Is it like a pumice? No, that that would be abrasive. Yeah. I mean, either way, you're strapping a fucking stone into your armpit. It's not going to be not abrasive. (sighs) (laughs) Um, Don't be turned on by people wearing deodorant. Kayla and Ray, they do some smooching. Expect it. Expect that shit. Don't turn no. a fetish out of something you should expect. I don't want. I don't want to make it sound like we think everyone should wear deodorant all the time. I know some people don't, and that's fine with me. My gym teacher taught me a very valuable lesson about wearing deodorant when I was a little kid. It changed my life. Well, when you're a, when you're a young teen, you def- you're overproducing. You're, yeah, you got a lot of stuff in there. Why is that? What are we even doing down there? I mean, the hormones are cranked oh. up. Oof. Um, Strange times. I feel like you're really enjoying this microphone. I really fucking am. Yeah, I'm also <laughs> trying to be quiet because um, I don't want to wake our baby up. Um, okay, so Kayla and Ray seem to get along well. They do a little smooching. Um, and then Khalil and Sean uh, go on a date. And there is almost no chemistry between those two because Sean admits that he usually relies on his brother Ray to kind of do the talking. The wing manning. Is what he says. Yeah. Well, Sean Sean says that he's like he's not used to like leading, and so Khalil just like rapid fire asks some questions about like, why are you still single? What was your longest relationship? Uh, to which he says that he is picky, and that six months is his longest relationship. That's not very. I mean, that's that's not especially long. I feel like um, it's a little bit weird to wingman for a sibling. I know you, you've never had that experience being an only child. You and Travis never did that? No. No? I found myself largely unconconcerned with Travis's <laughs> romantic or, um, God forbid, sexual health. Well, I guess because he brought you on his first date with Teresa, so I assume... That is true. I assumed that you were wingmanning. I, that doesn't count as wingmanning, though. Wingmanning, I think, is to help you set up the date. I don't think you're supposed to actually go on it with them. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> but it all worked out, huh? Yeah, it did. Worked that magic. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so next what happens, and this part is very offensive, but I've seen this show before, and I'm pretty sure they do it every episode. Uh, the host comes out and invites the men and women to go to the other side of the house and snoop through the suitcases. They, they're, they're trying to do some, like, Room Raiders shit. Like, they're trying to do, like, multiple shows here, it seems like. Do you ever yeah. watch Room Raiders? That's on YouTube, too. That's another one we could maybe watch. Except not. I don't. I really. You know what I love? Next week, let's watch a good show. Yeah, we should probably do that. Um, 
we also talked about doing next and but then i remember like yeah each, that's so offensive each episode has at least one person who's just like what's up i'm Derek. i'm 39 and um i love to fart or a lot of like the person gets on the bus and immediately just on appearance the person goes next my name's craig i'm 41 and I think the funniest thing in the world's dog boners. Are we going downtown? Because it's MTV. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. My name's Jeff. I'm seven. And <laughs> one time I burned down a target. That one was, um, I think, some 41. My, my name, oh, can I play? Yeah, sure. My name is Julie. I'm 37. I have two eyes, one nose, and one mouth. <laughs> it's not a song. Babe, you got to do a song. That's the, that's the most fun part of the game. I think the fun part is, is just saying something funny. <laughs> okay, okay, let me try again. Okay. Let me try again. My name is Rhonda. I'm 19. I have 10 fingers. Wow. <laughs> 10 toes. And I love to thumb wrestle. Come on, try a little. <laughs> Nothing less <laughs> One headlight? Yeah, I know one headlight, but it's not really the right era or like pop punk like sensibilities. It's got to be like, my name is Micus. I'm 100. My name's Micus. I'm a hundred. One time I took a shit that looked like the Seattle skyline. If I could find you now, things would get better. Okay, you're much better at this. <laughs> oh, Micus. I remember him. Shit. Uh, so, at this point... Let's watch ne- Next. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I said, but next week I think we're going to watch Next. It's, it's going to be such a bummer. It's, I mean, but then you can look forward to the next Rose Buddies just being an hour of that. I think that we could have a lot of fun. <laughs> Micus? Yeah, dude. Okay. Uh, the men and women go to each other's suites and look through the suitcases and the bathroom spaces uh, to judge the people. Based on their belongings. Yeah. So, for example, um, they go through the suitcases uh, they're very excited about Khalil's underwear. Um, Kayla finds a map and race suitcase of fishing spots. The betrayal. And the she feels very betrayal. betrayed because Ray says that he loves animals, but he fishes, question mark? Are this, and this brings up like the t- age old question of are fish animals? <laughs> I know, right? I'm also I also struggle with that one on a daily basis. I'm the wrong person to ask. I don't I can't see myself ever not eating fish. No. No. I mean fuck it. I'm not gonna eat like I I'd be okay with not eating grilled cod or whatever the fuck, but the little sushi. Oh, mm. I gotta have that little sushi, don't I? Um the men look at Khalil's bathroom station and she has a lot of makeup and they're all like, ooh. Mm, they're mystified, but I think Suz- not a good sign. Suzanne Suzanne doesn't have any doesn't makeup have any up. makeup and they're like, I love like, that. this is so cool. This Which, kicks this kicks off this like completely like fucking stand by stand by me like eight year old discussion about makeup. I want to talk about this. Okay. I I pretty much every man I have ever met will say, 
And, you know, I just, I don't like a woman with a lot of makeup. And I, I wonder, is this something that you're, that, why, what, why? I don't give a fuck. I think that's stupid. Because I, I just, I don't understand. To me, that's tantamount to saying, like, I don't like a dude who, like, wears a lot of hats. It's just, like, a thing that you do, because it's, like, part of your, part of your, like, ex- self-expression, right? Like... Unless, like, part of it is performative, but isn't all of fucking fashion, right? Like, I think it's, I I don't know, I think that's a bullshit thing to say. The way that they're framing it is like, you know, I don't want a a woman who's going to take a long time to get ready in the bathroom before we go out. Well, yeah, and they act like it's deception, too. Like, you know, like, if she wears that much makeup... Something must be going on yeah, under there. It's, it's it's hogwash. That's what I think of the yeah. whole of the whole discussion. Yeah. Although it pops up later in a way that is straight up clown shoes, oh, it is like really funny. kind of like it's horrible, but also like funny. Like how do you? How does your brain work like that? Uh, so now it is time for more dates. Um, let's see. So Kayla and Harrison go out, uh, and. This is so Kayla has made no bones about her being a more aggressive woman. Uh, and so she has kind of taken the lead in both of her. And when I say both, I'm counting this one. Right. And she also knows that Khalil and Harrison are kind of getting together. And so she kind of steps to Khalil a little bit and is like, well, her, her lead up, they're having a conversation. And at one point, she kind of turns her head, pulls him towards her, and says, quote, let's try this. Which like, and then they ki- they kiss. How how's that for a line? It's not very good. Let's try this. How is um how is in general kissing in the dark a stranger you don't know? Because I for my for my money not great. Kind of a weird situation. I feel would you like. not do it? No, I feel like it's kind of a weird situation. Maybe. I mean, you're on a television show. You you know that it's not going to be a murderer or somebody. I know that's that. Like, well, first of all, you don't know that. Um, but also it's not going to be somebody that's like bleeding profusely from their eyes. I mean, you know me, I'm traditional. That's true. So I don't, it takes me a while to get smooch comfortable. That's true. And I'm also fucking terrified of the dark. Cause that's where, that's where the zombies are probably. Um, it just, it's such a, it's such a whack situation. It's such a weird. I enjoy. I enjoyed this show. I thought it was very novel because it's like that moment where they finally do see each other is like okay, that's a that's a nice build up and it's a nice reveal and you earn that throughout the whole show and that's the whole concept of the show. But if I was on it, I cannot imagine just being like, it could be, it could be, it could be a fucking dog that they strapped a walkie talkie to as a prank. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Come come on this show, come on this show. You're gonna love it. And but then it's punked. And it's a dog that they strapped a walkie-talkie to. And Hi, my the- name is Murphy. I'm three years old. <laughs> I love dog bones. Who let the dogs out? You did it. You found the right song. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, so when Kayla and Harrison kiss, they come out of their date, and Harrison reveals that they have smooched, at which point Ray immediately guesses that Harrison's kiss was better. And then Which Ray, is sad. It made me very sad. And then Ray says a funny thing to the camera that Griffin had me write down, which is, does she even like me anymore? Or does she just flip a switch off and on as to what she likes? She said it. He said it in the most like um, faux injured way that I thought was just hysterical. <laughs> does she even like me? Or does she flip a switch as to what she enjoys anymore? Even? <laughs> um, Sean has a date with Suzanne in which he makes guacamole and brings it into the room 
and they have to eat chips and guac in the dark, which no, is fun. again, like, I'm not going to fucking eat. I, I would rather kiss somebody than eat something in the dark, because I don't know what the fuck you did to that. And so Harrison goes on another date with Khalil, and where he decides he's going to get to the bottom of this makeup thing. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so he asks her flat out, like, I noticed you had a lot of makeup. What's that about? And she's like, well, I just like to be prepared. And he's like, oh, so like a guy's tool shed? She says, I like to do my friend's makeup. And so I, like to, I, I keep it all on hand. So if I have to do my friend's makeup. Like, a, do, like a guy's tool shed. Like a guy's tool shed. Like you always have I let my, tool I do my I do my work for my friends using mm-hmm. my tools. So I bring my tool shed with me everywhere. <laughs> fucking moron. <laughs> the whole shed. What are you talking about, Harrison? Um, uh, but they, but Harrison is excited about her, uh, sexy underwear. So it seems oh, to work geez, out. Such a bad thing. <laughs> um, and then Harrison kisses Khalil and then tells us the viewer, they should change the name of this show to from, the touch from dating in the dark to kissing in the dark. <laughs> you like that? No, I don't. I thought it was dumb. Um, ABC, if ABC changed it, they would have, uh, shit, dude, is the voice on ABC too? I, don't know. I, I think voice is actually on NBC, but I then they would have the taste on ABC and then they would have the touch on ABC. You're not as into this idea no. of sensory television <laughs> programming as I am. No, I'm not. All right. Um, you know what we should do though? Oh, can you, can you ask me? Hey, can I steal you away? Ding, 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 what? <laughs> that was like the 8-bit remix. Remember how I wanted to do the steel drum last week? And you did it two weeks in a row. That's just the thing now. It's just we do a steel drum remix of... Uh, well, get- this time I was invited. Uh, hey, who's our sponsor buddy this week? Sponsor buddy. Our is- sponsor buddy? Yeah, I like that. Our sponsor buddy is Try the World. Don't mind if I do... Uh, so Try the World uh, gives you the opportunity to taste a little bit from different countries and cultures, uh, from large family-style Greek meals to the bustling streets of Indian bazaars. Take Every me, bite take me away, tells you a story. It's like a little TARDIS. Did your, you lose the phone? Your phone just closed. You just I got it. So it's a new device. Don't know how to open it. You see the way the home button is? Just hold it down for a second. Snacks by Try the World brings you five all-natural healthy snacks from five different countries. So go to trytheworld.com and get $10 off your next box of healthy snacks with code ROSEBUDDIES. Uh, I would recommend this to people that are diet conscious, uh, but also have kind of an adventurous spirit. Just like you. You just described yourself. I did. Um, People are just tired of this fucking American food everywhere. Just like French fries? No thanks, guys. Yeah, we got salty snacks. We got sweet snacks. Uh, I really enjoyed. There's a lot of of veggie options, and um, I would recommend it. Some extremely bitter snacks. And some really umami snacks. <laughs> just to tickle every taste bud you've got. Ooh. Um, hey, I've got some Jumbotrons. You want to hear them? Yes, please. If you want to get a Jumbotron on the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron, but do it right now because they're, like, selling out. Uh, this Jumbotron is for Caroline, and it's from Dylan, who says, I have known ever since we met that you were the one for me. I never could have imagined a better partner in my life, and I am truly grateful for finding you. I cannot wait to get married this coming December, and I hope that the time between is filled with many happy hours watching The Bachelor and listening to Rose Buddies. I love you, Dylan. Wowzers. We got married in December. Yeah, it was a trip. 
It's a cold, cold time. Did you? Hey, the farmer's almanac expert Griffin McElroy here. Did you know that December is one of the colder ones? <laughs> a lot of people say September, and I'm here to tell you, no, no, no. December is the colder one of those two. So, well, here's the thing. Travis and Teresa were getting married in October. We couldn't chomp their stees. We had to get married after them. November, for some reason, we decided against. <laughs> it's just such a wild time. Just like Thanksgiving. Who wants to compete with Thanksgiving? Uh, but hopefully your December wedding will be beautiful. Ours was 27 degrees. It was very, very cold. <laughs> Outdoor. I lost, I lost two toes. They came off in the boot. <laughs> Popped off my boot. Two toes came off. Is that the only Jumbotron we had? No, we had one more. But now I'm thinking about my sweet two toes I lost in my boot. Uh, this other Jumbotron is for my wife, Amy. Oh, sorry. I, mis- <laughs> I misread. Um, Griffin. It's for... No. <laughs> no. My wife. We had almost made it through this whole day. No, that's not true, and you know it. Do you remember earlier when I was like... Um, I, I actually said earlier, I said my name of Borat. Do you remember? No, I don't. You liked it. That she, Folks at listening at home, she loved that one, though. Man, this new phone really shuts down really quickly. Yeah, huh? It's got like a five-second timer. It's for Amy, and it's from Cameron, who says, Happy, possibly belated Valentine's Day. <laughs> you guys. Uh, I love you so much, and I love watching The Bachelor and listening to Rose Buddies with you. Happy early anniversary, too. Probably, you're all t- let me do a self-edit. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Happy on-time anniversary. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast on the bus on your way to work, I hope you don't get too embarrassed. Remember, there are lots of good, good boys out there, but I'm your best boy. Oh. Sweet. Did we have, a val- did we have a, uh, an episode that went up on Valentine's we Day? Did. I think we're going to have little echoes, little ripples of that. Uh, yeah. It was a hot commodity. Hot be- that was our Super Bowl. We should keep- <laughs> next, ep- next Valentine's Day should just be an all, all Jumbotrons episode. But thank you for your very sweet message. We should do that. That's smart. I like that. Hell yeah. Are you easily confused by terms like cultural appropriation, cisgender, and woke? Or maybe you find yourself constantly explaining terms like these and you need a place to vent. Do you have a love for all things pop culture, social commentary, and politics? Sounds Sounds like like you you need Minority Corner. Corner. Where you can learn, laugh, and play. Sounds like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, gay, and ladylike. James and Aneke will happily administer your weekly dose each and every Friday. You can listen on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Minority Corner. With a K. Because the C was taken. So this is, this is the fun part. This is the kind of are you the one part of the show where... Uh, as a result of pre-interviews and interviews with exes and cl- compatibility screening, they find out their compatibility score with the other people in the house. I swear to God, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to find out which like company or person, which doctor, Dr. Love, is actually like tabulating this shit. Because I think it's the same person for every show. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. Uh, So Ray and Kayla are a 97% match. Not bad, not bad. uh, Most likely because of the animals. Although we know that that's not true. Um, And then Sean and Suzanne are 89%. A joke. And Harrison and Khalil are 94%. Now we're talking. Do you think you're hearing that? I I know what you're doing. You're looking at my phone because you think it's vibrating. That's me rubbing up against the printer. That's like on top of my microphone because our (laughs) office, our studio is really bad. This Um, fucking printer. (laughs) 
Do you want to introduce the printer? Since yeah, say hi, printer. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. Um, okay, so everybody goes on a date with their... Uh, their, their beloved. Their compatibility match. Um, Ray and Kayla talk about the animal thing. Oh, man. Um, because Kayla's like, I just, I'm opposed to fishing. And Ray's like, well, it's something I grew up with, but if we were to go camping, I wouldn't go fishing because I don't want to In front of you. you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, she brings it up and he thinks like they found something in common. She's like, so I found a fishing map. And he's like, yeah, I, I love, love fishing. I love fishing. Fishing's like part of my life. And she's like, I fucking hate fishing. And instantly the air leaves this gentleman, which like, this is the strength of this show is when the air, when this gentleman actually deflates like a beach ball on television because he knows she can't see him. He can be very honest with his body language. And so there are a few times that this happened. And really, I think this is like the case for this show is because like, um, this guy literally is just like makes the most like sour face and his whole body just kind of like slumps down into the chair, which you wouldn't do if you were on a date with somebody. Um, he got like kind of like instantly pouty and like, uh, like recoiled in shock. Uh, and it was like a really honest thing that only we got to see. Um, I'm not saying that that happened like every date because fuck, there were like 16 dates, but, um, I like that a lot. I liked watching the man get very sad, I guess. <laughs> uh, Sean and Suzanne goes out. Um, that's not the way to say that sentence. <laughs> Sean and Suzanne go out. And they don't even go out because they just go into the same dark room they've been going into. Right. Sean and Suzanne go into a dark room. <laughs> and um, this is Suzanne talks a lot about her last relationships and and um, her problems with her exes. And Sean is not Not happy. feeling it. Not happy. Uh, and then Harrison and Khalil, because they're the most compatible, go out. I will say in this sequence, um, who went on the Suzanne date? Sean? I instantly forgot. Yes, Sean. Um, did a lot of like hand puppet, like the, making it seem like he was like making fun of her for, I mean, that's it is what he was doing. Like moving his hand like a, a little like mouth, an alligator, like an alligator up and down saying that she talked too much. And then did he give her, is, is this when he gives her the finger? I think it might be. Somebody gives somebody the finger in the dark. I think you were taking notes when it happened. No, I think it's, um, oh, no, you're right. It is because at one point, Suzanne. Oh, she says she'd rather be with uh, Harrison. Yeah, she likes Harrison more. And so as he, she's walking in the room, he just like flip, gives her a cold one right between the shoulder blades. And um, nobody sees it except for me. And I said, that's rude. That's yeah, rude. I couldn't even see it. It was just Griffin. Yeah, I'm always looking for people giving each other a cold one between the shoulder blades. Uh, Harrison and Khalil on their date, um, Khalil talks about how she likes being outdoors, uh, and she likes, quote, watching football with the boys. And Harrison's just like, not Harrison. Yeah, Harrison. Harrison. And Harrison's just like, me too, I love that. And it's like, well, yeah, but like, ah. Khalil is also the one that talked about cooking and cleaning and sewing. Yes. But she can watch football with the boys. Like, um, I mean, you maybe, maybe Khalil likes all these things. But it just, it smacks of um, archetype to me. And it made me uncomfortable. It's also like, not like the first thing I think you say about yourself when you're out on a date, unless you're trying to ingratiate yourself to the person that you yeah, are exactly. on a date with. Like when you were, if you were to ask me like, Hey Griffin, what kind of stuff are you into? Um, I wouldn't be like, you know, fucking hanging out, watching football with the guys. Like what? That's what you're, 
you're into hanging out and watching football with the guys? Uh, I'm a professional football and guy hanger outer with watcher man. My name is Sandy. I'm 27. I like putting the toilet seat down for you. Um, I like picking your socks up off the living room floor. And it's really important to me that you always have the remote. If I could turn back time. <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. Am I doing it yet? Uh-huh, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, God, these send-offs were rough, dude. Oh, and this is this is where Ray says the thing that you liked a lot, that you said should oh, be the yeah. slogan for our Dare TV podcast. Yeah. Uh, where he says... You just gave away that we're working on a Rose Buddies TV show <laughs> coming this fall to CISO, maybe. I don't know. Probably no, not. Don't don't say that. That's not true. Sorry. Uh, Ray says, live, laugh, and love hard. Why does he say that? Him and Kayla smooch some more. He feels like he has to get in there and smooch her real good because Harrison did. And so they do some smooching and then he like... After she leaves, he like jumps up to celebrate. And he just says, live, laugh, love hard. Yeah. I love that, though. If you think about it, it's a nice thing to say. <laughs> live, love, laugh hard. I feel like that's been up on the wall in some of our vacation rentals. Definitely. Along with Peepa's room. <laughs> uh, so at this point, the uh, women are asked to choose the one man they want to have an ice cream sundae date with. Oh, God, this show's so fucking long. Where they go in a dark room and try and eat ice cream. No, God. And Khalil, Suzanne, and Kayla all pick Harrison. Which Rachel immediately turned to me and said, he's going to get a tummy ache. <laughs> Which was a very Griffin thing to say to Rachel, actually. Yeah. Like me being genuinely concerned for his gastrointestinal health. Yeah, because that's a lot of ice cream sundaes. It's a fucking lot of ice cream. For me, it's a potentially fatal amount of ice cream. <laughs> uh, and so they all... Does anything happen or do they just get I mean, sticky? They feed each other. There's lots of feeding. Um, Suzanne asks him what it's like to have all three women pick him. And he's like, well, it's a lot to think about. All right. Thank you, Harrison. Um, <laughs> I felt so bad for these twins because you imagine like I can't imagine the discomfort of being a sibling's wing person, but also to be categorically shot down in favor of a third party who is there, who is the only non twin. Because well, they make it sound like. It's been really hard for us dating because we're twins and all anyone ever sees us as is twins. So this is going to be a great opportunity we'll for Haley, us. Haley and Emily about that. I, to I be believe individuals it. and they still don't get picked. Nope. Uh, so the reveal that they were all excited about of like being twins like never happens. No, I guess not. Uh, and yeah, there's lots of ice cream. Kayla and Harrison. Um, well, Khalil and Harrison are kind of still hitting it off. And then Kayla's trying to get in there. Because she knows that that's happening. Uh, so she kind of says, uh, hey, you can kiss me and I won't tell anyone. And Which is not a great sentence. <laughs> yeah. Um, because he's resistant at first because he's trying to make things work with Khalil. But she's like, no, 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 go ahead. And so they kiss. And then later Kayla's like, he fell into my trap. And later on when she's debriefing with the other two women, they're like, what happened? She's like, oh, um... And one of them was like, did you kiss him? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> so, I did. I did so good work. Uh, and then it's it's the next morning. It's it's uh, decision day. How long are they there? Holy shit. I 
maybe three or four days, I guess. They bring suitcases. That's a lot of time to be in a dark room. Uh, yeah, I wonder if um, it really like messes with their their vision. Do you think there's somebody in there like Vin Diesel in Pitch Black who gets ocular implants so they can see in the dark and they just fucking crush the game? Or alternatively, instead of ocular implants, Pitch Black style uh, or Chronicles of Riddick style, fucking like, just like, what did you pack? And they open up their suitcase and it's just 200,000 carats. They're like, I've got work to do. I'm Vin Diesel. (laughs) That wouldn't pass though because they would get in a room with a lady and the lady would be like, you're fucking Vin Diesel. You're like, no, I'm not. Like, I, would, I fucking hear your voice and I touch you and you're perfectly hairless all over. You're Dominic would, Toretto. What would Vin Diesel's next introduction be? Oh my God. <laughs> my name's Vin Diesel. I'm 36 years old. And I hatched out of a big egg. What's my age again? What's my age again? <laughs> That's all I could remember from what, uh, what's my age again. Yeah. And that's about the time that she hung up on me. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's true. Did you know that he hatched out of a really big egg? Not like a I womb. It. Not like a womb egg, like I all babies it. do, but like a out out of the womb egg, a big old egg, mm-hmm. like a Tyrannosaurus Rex egg. No, I could see that. Uh, so Sean and Ray are getting ready for the day. Um, they know that they are very unlikely to be picked, uh, and so they just have big old glasses of orange juice together <laughs> and eat a bunch of fruit. Uh-huh. Um, including just maraschino cherries. Yeah. Just mar- big old thing of maraschino cherries. Mm, breakfast. Nope. Sunday topping. Nice try. Uh, so at this point, we find out that Suzanne is electing not to pick anyone, which is her right. She doesn't have to pick anyone if she doesn't want to. Uh, so she's leaving. The twins are not picking anyone because... Um, they know how that they story know ends. how it's going. And Khalil and Caleb both choose Harrison. So... Uh, Khalil goes to the piano room and Kayla goes to the balcony and they wait there. It's a fucking 13 dead oh, end wait, drive. I forgot about vibes. The, the whole point, which is they get to see each other. Oh my God. How did we forget this? In the dark. Um, yeah. So they ask beforehand, they kind of ask everybody what they think the other people look like. I remember they asked Harrison because they said, what do you think Khalil looks like? And he says, um, I think she's an African American woman. Um, and with a, like a smile that's magnetic with a something. smile that's magnetic. But the question is how much of that comes down to the makeup? Oh yeah. And it's like, whoa, how much of part. her face is actually makeup on it? Like, I love dude. that. And when he does see her in the dark room, so what happens? They both go in the dark room and then a light comes up above one of them. So the other one can see without having their expression revealed. And then the light goes down and then it switches. And so when Harrison comes out, he says, I think she did look absolutely beautiful. And that could be a result of the makeup. <laughs> it like keeps coming back on. It was like I solved the the magic trick of the <laughs> of makeup. Um yeah, it's it's some it's some little kid shit. Uh, um and so one thing that happens is Harrison, who's been really interested in Khalil, says, you know, maybe if the other woman comes out and she's got a more natural look. She doesn't have much makeup on. Then I'll know the secret. He's like, I have a really emotional connection with Khalil, but who knows how long it takes her to get ready. Uh, oh, it's so bad, man. And Kayla, you know, just has a has a more natural, less high maintenance look about her. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and so the women go to their respective parts of the house and then they wait to see where Harrison is going to show up. And Harrison 
goes to the piano room with Khalil. Yeah. And so when they we're all rooting for this, when they walk out the front of the house, Kayla gets to see them walk into the car and drive away. There's something absolutely brutal about that that I very much enjoyed that I would not have enjoyed if it if it had gone the other way around. I think I will say that we get another close up on Harrison toes, too. Yeah, really close up. Like, really, be- we actually go in between the toes to check out that toe, that toe jam and Earl down there. You ever play toe jam and Earl? Uh, no, I played Earthworm Jim. Okay, similar. <laughs> uh, so that was Dating in the Dark. It was, f- it was fine. I enjoyed it. I had a really good time. It was just like, I can't believe the, the level of discourse that was taking place on this show that happened less than a decade ago. Like, it's it's bonkers. It's bonkers to me. Um, I think maybe that's just a... Uh, maybe I'm just, like, very perceptive of that stuff since we watched the fucking dating game last yeah, time. And no I'm kidding. Um, just sort of struck by the, the, the difference in how we talk about things these days. Yes. Um, uh, so, we also watched a UK episode, and this was from, like, very recently, which I knew because it took up the whole of my fucking television screen, and not just the sort of middle half of it. They also, like, all the communication is done through cell phones. Very hip, very so nice. It's like an get... episode of Sherlock watching these texts pop up on the screen. <laughs> so, they get little notifications. Also, because everybody's British is another thing it has in common with Sherlock. Um, we didn't take notes or anything, and I don't know how deep we want to get into it, but I was... The host, there's a lot of voiceover. Yes. The host is always giving little commentary. Cracking, cracking lies. And I was surprised at, um, it was considerably hornier than the American version of the show, which I was not expecting. Yeah. You know, it was interesting. So there is a lot of fondling, um, a lot of sexual dates. Um, going going both ways in the UK version. A lot of bum grabbing, yeah. as, they, as they say. Yeah. Um, there was also a part, and I was trying to remember if they ever did this in the American version, where a fourth woman shows up and the men have to decide to send one of the women home. So it's still 3v3. I wonder if they switch the... They have to switch the... Yeah, if it's I assume a fourth so. dude or a fourth lady who comes in, I assume it's not that every time. Um, yeah, because that was a bummer. Can you imagine? I just dated somebody in the dark, and then they made me go home. That mm-hmm. stinks. Yeah, and then they like have the person that's leaving like parade in front of the men that just sent her home. These dudes though were these dudes were not primo quality. Yeah, I don't no, think. they weren't. They weren't. Yeah, they were no Harrison. <laughs> no Harrison. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, not especially entertaining to watch, but uh, I I enjoyed it. I, I like the format of the show. I just like, you know, what I really want to watch. We need to we need to sit down because we. Uh, hi, folks. It is uh, nine fourteen p.m. on a Sunday, and we figured out what show we were going to watch like a couple hours ago, which is not good. Like that does not leave you much time at home to watch it. We need to think of something that's going to be like good and fun to watch that we might want to actually like, I don't want to watch any more of dating in the dark. I think I'm good. Um, do you want to keep switching around shows or do a whole season of something? I mean, if we could do a whole season of something, that would be sick. And like, I would love to watch an older season of Bachelor Pad if we could find it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Because Bachelor Pad was fucking great. We've never done that show ever. Yeah, folks, I know a lot of you have had great suggestions the past few weeks, but we need links. We need to be able we to... Need links. We need to be able to we can, click on something. We can find it. We can buy old shit on iTunes or whatever, for, and we can expense it to old yeah. Jesse Thorne. But Thanks, Jesse, for the for the expense. Then folks can't watch along but with us. But then you can't watch with us, and that's, that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah maybe we'll do next i just like really need to watch a show where people are just nice to each other and they, they kiss sometimes i know me too anyway thank you for listening to rose buddies thank you guys thanks for thanks for listening thanks for joining us on this journey um thank you for uh listening and for sharing the show we don't pay to advertise rose buddies at all so if you can tell a friend about it oh yeah and thank you if you review on itunes i really appreciate it that. means a lot we kind of um just to sort of part in the curtain a little bit we we flounder a little bit between seasons of bachelor and bachelorette there's a lot a large chunk of the rose buddy audience who like kind of only wants us as a as a, a a friend a guiding force for when the show uh, is actually on and that's fine if you do that that's that's cool whatever we don't judge you um uh so yeah things slow down a little bit so y- it would actually really help us a lot if you can tell a friend or post a review to help sort of keep us alive between seasons um and i think that's it right yeah we'll let you know in the facebook group we'll try to give you a more heads up on on what to watch for for this next week um and i think that's it until next time i'm griffin mcelroy i'm rachel mcelroy when you're ready Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert! She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right pieces, right pieces, can't So the 2017 Max Fun Drive was a huge success. Thank you so much to everyone who joined or upgraded during the drive and to all of our amazing monthly members. To celebrate, we're giving our $10 and higher monthly members the chance to buy additional enamel pins with the profits going to our friends at the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank. What? Yeah. The sale runs April 26th through May 3rd, and it's your last chance to get your hands on these sweet pins. $10 monthly members should receive a link and a code in their email on April 26th, so keep an eye on your inbox and get your denim jacket ready. For more information, visit MaximumFun.org slash pins. And thank you again.